Welcome, Christian Israel, to a very cold morning here in northern Arkansas. It's only six degrees outside, and uh, uh, hot coffee never tasted so good. <laughs> good morning, Dan. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing yeah. good. It's 34 here in uh, North okay. Florida. All right. Okay. Yeah, so you're way better off, but I I heard, well, 34, that's pretty damn cold for Florida. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it must be icicles hanging off your uh, the side of your building. Anyway, yeah, so, but yeah, this has been a cold spell. It's lasted almost two weeks now. We're below freezing every single day, and nothing will thaw out until we have, next week we're supposed to get up into the 40s day after day, so maybe... What happened my, to global warming? Yeah, no, no, it's a, it was a myth. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it's a myth. But uh, Mr. Kim Smith puts a message in the chat room saying, Woe unto them that build house unto house till there be no firewood when the grid goes down. <laughs> okay. Really? No firewood when the grid goes down. Well, I've had to get a, uh, buy a kerosene heater, which is uh, fairly clean heat. Uh, I just had one episode where put out a lot of smoke because I didn't light it properly but ever since then I've had very clean heat and whenever I need to I fire it up and uh, warm this place up you know because I'm living in a trailer it's not a huge trailer so it warms it in fact it gets so hot I I have to take off my winter jacket you know that I wear around the house and uh, it just gets so hot because it only has one setting which is hot (laughs) okay and when it warms up the entire trailer which it does it's, uh, it's too hot, and there's no way to regulate it except turning it off, right? Mm-hmm. But then I have a couple of electric heaters to you know to take up the slack when it, when it gets too hot, and uh, I need to warm my toes. <laughs> All right, but here we got a, we got a very interesting show for everybody today. We have a a lot of commentary before we get back into Isaiah 27. But you have an over. I think you wanted to do a recap of uh, last week. Yeah, I was just going to, you know, give a brief overview of what we covered last week. Um, Chapter 23 uh, of Isaiah, we had a prophecy concerning Tyre and Zidon, and that they were both going to be taken down by Yahweh, which would affect uh, the grain trade with Egypt. And then in verse 15, we were told that Tyre will be forgotten for 70 years. However, at the end of those 70 years, that Yahweh would revive Tyre and she would still be a prostitute to the world, but this time her prophets would go to those who live for Yahweh to give them abundant food and clothing. <clears throat> Chapter mm. 24, we have judgment on the entire earth and that no one would be spared from this judgment. This is obviously a future prophecy and did not happen in Isaiah's time. Verse 21 has stated states that uh, the rebellious angels will be punished as well, in addition to the kings of the earth, and that uh, uh, Yahweh's uh, heavenly armies will rule on Mount Zion, and that Yahweh would rule in the sight of all the leaders of his people. <clears throat> Chapter 25, we had Yahweh to swallow up death forever. This actually happened when Yeshua died on the cross. And also there's <clears throat> mention of the Moabites being crushed in verses 10 through 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we know from history that the Ammonites and Moabites would always be cursed because thinking back to Deuteronomy chapters, chapter 23, verses 3 and 4 tells us that they didn't bother to help the Israelites when they were coming out of Egypt. <clears throat> right. And they also hired Balaam to try to curse the Israelites. And um, my personal opinion is that verses 1 through 9 of chapter 25 are future, and that verses 10 through 13 might even belong in in another chapter since the Moabites were destroyed a very long time ago. And finally, we came to chapter 26, was basically a song praising and glorifying uh, Yahweh. And only when he comes to judge this earth will everyone truly know what is right and wrong. And that is where we are now, Isaiah chapter 27. Well, everybody does know what's right and wrong. (laughs) It's just getting them to do it, right? Yeah, that's true. But we will, I guess, better said, we'll know to do it when he's he's on the throne. There you go. You better do it. Otherwise, you're out of the kingdom. Okay. You you get thrown out. It's still possible to get thrown out. 
Of course, the book of Revelation, chapter 22, says no liars, no evildoers, no fornicators will get into the kingdom. It's all over for them, right? Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, let's start out with some wokeness because this is actually this is good news and bad news. Okay, the good mm-hmm. news is that Sports Illustrated is going under. The bad news is the reason why, namely wokeism. Sports Illustrated lays off virtually its entire staff less than a year after going fully woke. Hooray! It only lasted a year, you know, just like Bud Light. Okay. So Sports Mm -hmm. Illustrated has gone the way of Bud Light. Venerable sports magazine Sports Illustrated is suffering a major setback this week after its publisher announced that it was laying off the publication's entire staff. Well, who's going to do the magazine? (laughs) This comes after a neck-breaking turn toward wokeism and other internal problems over the last few years. Well, wokeism will cause all kinds of problems, won't it? The story was first reported by Front Office Sports, which revealed on Friday that Authentic, the licensing group that owns Sports Illustrated, terminated its contract with the magazine's management, the Arena Group. Now, this sentence here illustrates what's the problem with the world. It's one corporation owning another corporation, owning another corporation, owning another corporation. Okay. That's a big part of the problem. And all these corporations are owned by Jews. That's another part of the problem, okay? So I'm not going to read much more of this, but just to show that how wokeism is, is killing itself. Authentic bought the once highly popular sports magazine in 2019 for $110 million from former owners Meredith. And all these corporations that we've never heard of. In an email sent to magazine staffers, Arena wrote, quote, We were notified by Authentic Brands Group that the license under which the Arena Group operates the Sports Illustrated brand and SI-related properties has been officially revoked by ABG. As a result of this license revocation, we will be laying off staff that work on the SI brand. Okay, so anyway, some employees will be terminated immediately. So, good news, good news, another... Uh, another woke product is going under. Fantastic. Yeah, your yeah. comment, Dan. Yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yes. You know, okay. who, who really gets hurt in all this are just the, the regular people that work there, you know, who oh, yeah. don't have any interest in this woke BS. You know, they're the ones. It's always the little people that, that get hurt yeah. in, in, in all these, you know, right. movements. Yeah. And Brother Abear says, you will have no sports and be happy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, you'll have to be a, I don't know, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> right? Really, uh, what purpose do they serve? I mean, other than yeah. when you're a kid and you're learning to work with other, you know, yeah. other well, people and playing play, baseball, work right. good with others, you know. But when you get older, what, what purpose? Do they serve? Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, to make uh, the NFL and uh, Major League Baseball rich—that's basically it, right? Yeah. 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 Well, well, you when, think if, the, yeah. if these players are making millions, can you imagine how much the owners are worth? I mean, yeah, billions, well, yeah. You know, and and so probably a lot of these owners, if not all of them, are part of this um, new world order. You know, because yep. it's these rich elites that are pushing it so yes. hard. Amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, when we get into Isaiah 27, we're going to confront Leviathan, and uh, there's a pretty good article on it, and uh, and then we can see, well, it, it runs the gamut from a, a big, monstrous sea creature that really existed, and possibly still it does exist, because they, you have things washing up on the ocean shore that you can't believe ever existed and they, and they still exist you know it's like the bottom of the ocean has so many undiscovered creatures that it's ridiculous okay and you know who's got time to send a, what do you call it those submarines down there and photograph everything right there's so much down there that nobody has ever discovered it's it's just plain crazy but that's why you don't want to fall overboard. <laughs> okay, but but here let's. Uh, I'll turn it over to you for from got questions. I'll put this in the chat room also. What is Leviathan? 
Okay. The Leviathan is a large aquatic creature of some kind. The Bible refers to it as a fearsome beast having monstrous ferocity and great power. The Hebrew word for Leviathan has the root meaning of coiled or twisted. Isaiah 20, chapter 27, verse 1, speaks of Leviathan, the fast-moving serpent. Leviathan, the squirming serpent, the sea monster. Whatever this monster of the sea is or was, its strength and wild nature were well known. There are a handful of references to the Leviathan in the Old Testament. Most passages describe the Leviathan as a real creature, familiar to people who, of course, kept their distance by reputation, if not by sight. In Psalms, chapter 104, verses 25 and 26, God is praised as the one who created the habitat for the Leviathan. There is the sea, vast and spacious, teeming with creatures beyond number, living things, both large and small. There the ships go to and fro, and Leviathan, which you formed to frolic there. <clears throat> Only a great God could have created Leviathan and then made a place big enough for it to frolic safely. In Isaiah chapter 27, verse 1, the Leviathan is used as a symbol for the wicked kings of the earth who withstand God's people. The great power that wicked nations wield can be terrifying, but God assures his children that evil, no matter how monstrous, will be defeated. In that day, Yahweh will punish with his sword, his fierce, great, and powerful sword. Leviathan, the gliding serpent. Leviathan, the coiling serpent. He will slay the monster of the sea. Psalms chapter 74, verse 14, contains a similar reference to God's victory over Leviathan. In that psalm, the Pharaoh of Egypt is most likely meant. Job chapter 41 gives the most detail about Leviathan as an actual sea creature. In that chapter, God describes Leviathan, emphasizing the animal's size, strength, and viciousness. The Leviathan cannot be tied down or tamed, Job chapter 41, verse 1 and verse 5. It is frightening to even look at, verse 9. It is best left alone, verses 8 and 10. <clears throat> the Leviathan has a graceful form, verse 12, but is incredibly well protected with scales, verses 13 and 15 through 17. Its chest is as impenetrable as its back, verses 15 and 24. It has fearsome teeth, verse 14, and death awaits anyone who approaches its mouth, verses 18 through 21. Even mighty men are terrified of, of the Leviathan, verse 25. No sword, spear, dart, javelin, arrow, stone, club, or lance can defeat it, verses 26 and 28 and 29. It cannot be caged because it breaks iron like straw, verse 27. On land, the Leviathan leaves a trail of ruts. In the water, it produces a deep churning wake, verses 30 through 32. God's description of the Leviathan concludes with a statement that is true, that is the true king of the beasts. Nothing on earth is its equal, a creature without fear. Verse 33. <clears throat> so, what animal is Job 41 describing? Some commentators believe Leviathan is a crocodile. Others believe it is a whale or a shark. Based on the biblical description, it seems more likely that Leviathan is a large sea reptile, possibly a species of dinosaur, such as the Plesaurus. Job's acquaintance with a dinosaur is not far-fetched at all given that the book of Job is set in a very early time of history. The point God makes in Job 41 is that Leviathan is God's sovereign control, is under God's sovereign control. Job had been questioning God, verses 26 through 31 of Job, but God turns the tables and uses the Leviathan's might to emphasize Job's weakness and frailty. If God created Leviathan, an animal Job cannot stand before, then how great is God? Why is Job even trying to grapple with the Almighty? 
Leviathan was a dangerous creature that has caused seasoned warriors to turn and run. Leviathan is no myth, <clears throat> but rather a real creature of the sea, subject only to its creator. As God says in his description of Leviathan, who then is able to stand against me? Who has a claim against me that I must pay? Everything under heaven belongs to me. Job chapter 41, verses 10 and 11. So uh, all those atheists who don't believe in Yahweh, uh, they think they're all mighty and all powerful, especially if they're Jewish and they're very rich, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And so I put in the uh, chat area the uh, uh, an item here about what do they call this thing? Uh, well, just they call it a, a pliosaur. It belongs to a pliosaur. Now, the head of this pliosaur is bigger than the man standing next to it, right? And uh, talk about a fearsome-looking creature. It's got teeth all over the place. And it says, The skull of a colossal sea monster has been extracted from the cliffs of Dorset's Jurassic Coast. Oh, there's a place called Jurassic Coast? <laughs> it belongs to a pliosaur, a ferocious marine reptile that terrorized the oceans about 150 million years ago. No, it was a lot more recent than that. The two-meter-long uh, head of the fossil is one of the most complete specimens of its type ever discovered and is giving new insights into this ancient predator. The skull will be featured in a special David Attenborough program on BBC One on, oh, BBC One on New Year's Day. No, I'm not sure what year this is. Uh, okay. Oh, this is 2023. Okay. So they must have featured this already. Anyhow we see that these creatures actually existed, okay? And it may still exist because you never know what's going to be dredged up out of the sea. All right, so let's get into uh, Isaiah 27. Over to you. All right. Isaiah chapter 27. In that day, Yahweh, with his sore and great and strong sword, shall punish Leviathan, the piercing serpent, even Leviathan, that crooked serpent, and he shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. In that day, sing ye unto her a vineyard of red wine. Now, I think this verse one isn't, I mean, it could be referring to the to the Leviathan of the sea back then. Mm -hmm. But it's, I think, and we had mentioned it earlier before the show, that it's symbolic of Satan and his, his government's oh, yeah. control. Right. That's what's well, going to, you know, the ultimate destruction is going to be of all these, these the one world government. Right, right. Well, also the word serpent uh, is from Nahash, and yeah. it, it shows that Nahash can be a real, not necessarily a snake, right? Because we're talking right. about something that's huge. So just because Genesis 3.1 is interpreted as being a snake, that doesn't mean that's exactly what it is. Of course, the word Nahash also means uh, enchanter, deceiver, and you know things like that. Okay. All right, back to you. Well, the word piercing is interesting because it comes from the word bariak, bariak, and it means a fugitive. Ah, there you go. <laughs> so, right? who is the biggest fugitive of all? Yeah, right. Yeah, well, if, we, if we're wise, we make war against the serpent. We, we don't allow it to destroy us, right? Sometimes you have mm -hmm. to make war against the serpent. Okay. Yep. Uh, verse 3. I... Yahweh, do keep it. I will water it every moment, lest any hurt. Lest any hurt it, I will keep it night and day. Speaking of the uh, fruitful vineyard, his mm -hmm. people is what he's talking about. Israel, yeah. us. Sangria. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fury is not in me. Who would set the briars and thorns against me in battle? I would go through them. I would burn them together. So what he's saying here is there is no wrath in him. And um, what is these uh, these briars and thorns are symbolic of the enemies of his people. Right. And sometimes these, those uh, briars and thorns have to be burned. <laughs> yep. It says they will be. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. Verse 5. Or let him take hold of my strength that he may make peace with me and he shall make and he shall make peace with me. Yeah, if you can, we'll do it. 
right? Yeah. Yeah. The Almighty. Yeah, who who can even make peace with the Almighty? Well, the only way you can make peace with the Almighty is to obey, obey his laws. That's the only way. Well, he's speaking of these briars and thorns. He's saying, let them make peace. Oh, okay. With, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't think it's really possible for them to make peace. No. With no. these um, the Kenites and Edomites. Uh, please don't throw me into that briar patch, <laughs> said little Br'er Rabbit. Okay. Can we outsmart the devil? I don't think so. Verse 6, he shall cause them that come of Jacob to take root. Israel shall blossom and bud and fill the world and fill the face of the world with fruit. Has he smitten him? Has he smote those that smote him? Or is he slain according to the slaughter of them that are slain by him? In other words, has Yahweh struck Israel as he struck her enemies? And has mm -hmm. he punished or as he punished them. I think the Judeo churches are due for a smiting. <laughs> yeah. Big smiting. In measure, when it shoots forth, thou wilt debate with it. <laughs> he stays his rough wind in the day of the east wind. Um, so uh, what he's saying here is... Um, Israel has been exiled. That's what it's talking about here mm -hmm. from her land as though blown away from a um, storm from the east. Yeah, yeah. The, the, what do they call those uh, sail ships, right? Sometimes you can't fight the wind. Nor'easters. Yep, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Right, and you have to um, let the sails down and just ride, ride in the storm out. That's what we're doing today, by the way. We're riding mm -hmm. the storm out. There's really not much. To, in, in many cases, the Jews are just going to shoot themselves in the foot, as a, as happening right now in the Middle East, and these little little uh, pipsqueak countries are uh, blowing holes in the shipping lane, <laughs> in the ships, and clogging up the shipping lanes. Something the Jews did not anticipate. And we're not going to be raptured. No, there is no, no rapture. We've got so, to endure this. Yeah, certainly not the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they were cast into the lake of fire. Yep. Okay. Verse nine: By this, therefore, shall the iniquity of Jacob be purged, and this is all the fruit to take away his sin, when he makes all the stones of the altar as chalk stones that are beaten in sunder. The groves and images shall not stand up. So all these pagan altars that mm -hmm. they used to make back in the day. I guess we have them today, too, though, don't we? Oh, for sure. I mean, look, look in our land. We have all these foreign um, uh, uh, strangers voodoo. living in our land, building yeah. their um, Yeah. Practicing worship. their voodoo from Jamaica. Yeah. 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 But anyway, none of that's going to be around. That's nope. not That's probably going to be turned crushed into dust. Hallowed be that day. <laughs> Tired of this nonsense, this uh, demonic nonsense that uh, people are just lapping up because, well, it's, it's exciting, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's thrilling until until you get burnt. It's not so thrilling anymore. Um, verse 10. Yet the defense city shall be desolate, the habitation forsaken and left like a wilderness. There shall the calf feed, and there shall he lie down and consume the branches thereof. I have an interesting, uh, this is from Ellicott's commentary for English readers, speaking of this defense city. And uh, what he states here is the key to this prediction is found in Isaiah 25, 2, where the same word occurs. The defense city is that of the strangers. And remember in verse 25, Isaiah 25, 2, we talked about this word strangers comes for, from the word zur. So um, the defense city is that of the strangers who are the enemies of God's people. And its destruction is contrasted with the restoration of the purified Jerusalem of the preceding verse. 
to see in the defense city, which is to be laid low, Jerusalem is itself, Jerusalem itself is at variance with the natural sequence of thought. The picture of desolation, calves feeding in what had been the busy streets of a populous city, is analogous to that of the wild beasts of the desert hmm. roaring among the ruins of Babylon in Isaiah chapter 13, verses 21 and 22. Yeah, so uh, I thought that was an interesting yeah. commentary. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brother Abraham has a commentary on verse 8. By driving her away, that's uh, us, Israel, and dismissing her by divorce, you contended with her. You shall remove her by your harsh wind in the day of the east wind. So go west, young, yeah, go west, young Israelite. He has been driving us west until, okay, we finally come up against the Pacific Ocean and then we wound up being east again, right? So we, yeah, no place we left to hide. Yeah, driven west, weren't we? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Bible is true. You know, that's right. Both metaphorically and literally. And literally, yeah. There you go. Verse 11. When the boughs thereof are withered, they shall be broken off. The women come and set them on fire. For it is a people of no understanding. Ugh. Therefore, he that made them will not have mercy on them. And he that formed them will show them no favor. Mm. So the people are like dead branches of a tree, yeah. broken off and used for kindling beneath cooking pots. And Israel is a foolish nation, for its people have turned from God. Judeos, beware. Yep. Therefore, be Yahweh stupid. is not going to show them any pity yeah. or mercy. No, but I'm saved because I believe in Jesus. All you got to do is believe, right? Yeah. Just believe. Yeah. No effort required, just believe. <laughs> right, just just show up in your pew once a week and throw a few shekels in the baskets and you're, you're going to heaven. Yeah, believe, shake your shake the uh, hand <laughs> of the person sitting next to you. Oh, yeah, right. You, do, you know, you don't forget yeah. to do that. You know, right. you're there to make appearances. That's what it's all yeah. about. Peace be with you, brother, handshake. And uh, but then, but then, then the the east wind <laughs> blows the house down. <laughs> exactly right. All, all of these what do you call outer tokens of well, it, it's just virtue signal, isn't it? Sorry, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mixed up my metaphors there. Virtually, virtual, <laughs> virtual. Yeah, well, it is virtual, isn't it? Virtual reality, but it's but it's not real. Virtual and virtual signaling are not real. They're, they're it's just really yeah. people coming together to try to impress each other. That's right. Yeah. That's right. By virtue signaling, virtual yeah. reality, virtue signaling. <laughs> try to, try to say me. that 10 times in a row. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. I'm in church. Yeah, Too right. Yeah. Too busy with me shop yeah. at my store because i go to church and i'm a good person yeah i'm making a good show of being a good person oh did you see, i don't know if you saw that uh, video there was a black guy in front of a female a white female judge and it shows him say oh i'm always trying to do the right thing i never a moment goes by that i'm not trying to do the right thing and so she said well she sentences him to i don't know so many years in prison <laughs> and so, and this is a big hulk of a Negro, and he jumps over the bench and tries to assault. She 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 noticed him just in time. She looked up, and here he is, and he misses oh her, and you know the the courtroom goes absolutely wild. So I said, oh, that's a great demonstration of him trying to do the right thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> What hypocrisy! Hypocrisy mm -hmm. is everywhere. You know, well, stop doing the wrong thing. I mean, trying to do the right thing is not doing the right thing. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you got to stop trying. You got to do it. Okay. Just do it. Yeah, yeah, but he can't. <laughs> he can't. His bloodline is wrong. All right. So where were you? Well, I forgot. I am on verse twelve. Okay. And it shall come to pass in that day that Yahweh shall beat off from the channel of the river unto the stream of Egypt, and ye shall be gathered one by one, O ye children one of Israel. One by one. 
One speaking by of, one. Speaking of the river Euphrates to the yeah. book of Egypt, and the okay. Lord, Yahweh is going to thresh out the grain, and you will right. be gleaned one by one, people of Israel. Well, yeah, and that's actually what happened at Pentecost 33 AD, when there wasn't a whole lot of Israelites gathered at that Pentecost, but they did come from the Tigris and Euphrates and from the river of Egypt, because that's where our people were scattered throughout you know, the Greco-Roman world, and we were already in Europe, too, okay? But that's a little far for many of these <laughs> Israelites to go. Most of them had not, not retained a memory of being Israelites at that point in history, right? But there were some, well, who was it? The Galatians. The Galatians were Israelites who had settled in Gaul, and they had returned to the Promised Land because they were homesick. <laughs> All right? So, but even so, even from Europe. The Israelites came. So, mm -hmm. it, yeah, so that, and this is the beauty of Christian identity. We know our history, and the churches have no interest whatsoever in, in their own history, you know, their own Israelite. How can you not study yeah. the Bible and not be a student of history? Yeah, that's right. I mean, you, you have to be. I mm -hmm. mean, you don't have to be an expert and know everything. No. You know, we, we don't claim to be to know everything, have all the answers, but, I mean, you have to have an understanding of the of history to, yeah, because the Bible and history coincide. I mean, they go together. That's they right. Like they coincide. Yep. Yep. And our Bible is, is the only religious book that is truly historical. <laughs> All the other stuff is fiction. Yeah. Right? Every other religion is pure fiction. Okay. Yep. But it and and but people don't attack other religions like they do. Oh yeah, our religion. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I see it in, in social media. You'll never see anything bad said about Buddha or um, uh, any of these other religions, but you see all kinds of posts bashing Christianity. You know, it's <laughs> it happens all the time. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, the uh, the the storms that are saturating america at the present time are just vicious absolutely vicious but i think they're generated by harp okay but yahweh allows this to happen because uh you know what's it we have to be refined by the fire and by the cold right so hot cold hot cold hot cold uh, that's what we're going through right now mm -hmm. okay yahweh okay. is visiting yahweh is visiting but uh, you know no god is love he doesn't put, he doesn't hate what well, what's to say uh, love the sinner or hate the sin no oh, yeah love the sinner hate the sin <laughs> yeah no yahweh does not love sinners there's nowhere well he we're told twice that he hated esau right right we're told well, that in romans and in malachi yeah and i hated esau amen why would he does. hate esau <laughs> Right. If he just hated the sin, hated the sin, he wouldn't have said that. That's right. Exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah. Verse thirteen to conclude chapter twenty-seven. And it shall come to pass in that day that the great trumpet shall be blown, okay. and they shall the come which were ready to perish in the land of Assyria, and the outcasts in the land of Egypt, and shall worship Yahweh in the holy mount at jerusalem okay and at this point in time it's going to have to be the new jerusalem prophetic jerusalem which is entirely different from that uh, blasted city in the middle east which yahshua cursed in Matthew yeah. chapter 23 i believe it was or 24 one of those two chapters and that curse is still in effect right so good luck to all you jews <laughs> <laughs> who inhabit the literal city of Jerusalem and try to reinstitute animal sacrifice, don't you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, what kind of... I, I can't be too crude here, but how can Blasphemy. these... Yeah, yeah, how can these Judeo-Christians not understand that Yahshua was the last sacrifice and that anybody who tries to reinstitute it is... Uh, is worse than an animal, right? Yeah. The, the same people they worship as God's chosen. I mean, uh, what what other demonstration of the fact that they reject uh, Jesus as Messiah 
could could there be other than trying to reinstitute animal sacrifice? How can you not understand that? That is like the Bible 101. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Any Christian should understand that. You no, don't have don't. to be an expert in the Bible to understand that. No, they're actually cheering on. Oh, yeah, rebuild the temple, re- reinstitute animal sacrifice. What? Unbelievable. What's, what's wrong with these And the preachers don't, don't say anything about it. Yeah, they don't. Uh, and then uh, John Hagee sends them money. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, those, those Jews, they're so poor. They're, they're so persecuted. Wow. You know, I know a woman who um, visited Israel, and she told me, this is a couple of years ago, that we're actually a joke over there because That's of right. that, that chosen people myth. You know, and we get we send money to them, and they yeah. it, it's a big joke to the people. Yeah, in they're Israel. laughing at us. Yeah, absolutely yeah. laughing at us. Yeah, unbelievable, but it's real. Reality is, what's the? Well, there's nothing new under the sun, but uh, the joke is on us. You know, there's nothing more crazy than reality, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You're, yeah, fiction can't can't compare to reality. It's just sad, really. Yeah. This is basic stuff, you know, instituting, yeah. I mean, the animal sacrifice again. I mean, that's just total blasphemy, a spit yeah. in the face to, to, to yep, Yeshua. They're, they're Baal worshippers, and they don't know it. Yeah, they're, exactly they're inversion, what they are. Total inversion of reality in these end times. But it just shows the power of brainwashing. Or who was it, uh, the uh, historian who uh, wrote about the Jews. Uh, oh, I forget the, uh, the title of the title of the book anyway, is, is about the uh, outline of history by H.G. Wells, where he said, the idea that the Jews are God's chosen people proves that uh, propaganda beats truth. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, right? Uh, that uh, mere assertions uh, can uh, trump reality. Or truth, mere assertions can trump truth. So yeah, he was absolutely right. You know, because he yeah, knew. You know, even years ago, before I ever knew, before I ever knew anything about the Bible, I mean, I was totally ignorant to it. That never made sense to me. That I knew, at least I knew that. How could a group of people who reject Jesus Christ be considered God's chosen people? That never made sense to me. Right. Exactly. Even well, when but, I knew nothing about the Bible. You know? yeah, well, because At least they, I knew that much. Right. But they also teach that the Jews will convert just before the Judgment Day and everything. everybody be happy. <laughs> oh, that's the teaching. Huh? Okay. R- right. But, of course, you will owe nothing and be unhappy. <laughs> right? <laughs> so be careful what prophecy you don't understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Boy, is it a crazy world. All right. Chapter 28. Woe, and this is titled Judgment on Ephraim and Jerusalem. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Woe to the crown of pride, to the drunkards of Ephraim. No, wait a minute. I resent that. (laughs) (laughs) Whose glorious beauty is a fading flower, which are on the head of the fat valleys of them that are overcome with wine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the pride of Ephraim's drunkards. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how drunkards, well, they could boast, a boastful drunkard. You've never run across one of those, have you? <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Well, the, the pubs of Britain, you know, the, the, what do you call them in Germany? The uh, Bierhalle. The beer halls of Germany, man, oh, man. Hmm. Okay. I think it's referring here to the to the um, drunk with ignorance. Oh, sure. sure. Ephraim, well, you know. and, and proud of it, too. Proud of it, yeah. Yep. Ephra, whose First glorious thing. beauty is a fading flower. <laughs> right? Yep. Okay. Behold, the Lord has a mighty and strong one, which as a tempest of hail and a destroying storm, as a flood of mighty waters overflowing, shall cast down to the earth with the hand. 
But I have to show some sympathy here because a lot of uh, our you know, white prisoners who've gone to jail for life and uh, for shorter periods of time, a lot of them are, are dragged into drug use out of sheer, uh, you know, having nothing to believe in. You know, they, uh, they, they get raised in Judeo-Christianity and believe the lie, or used to anyway, the believed, believed at one time the lie that the Jews are God's chosen people. They couldn't believe that lie, and they, they sunk into, uh, you know, well, ultimately depravity, but uh, just no faith whatsoever, okay? And when you sink mm-hmm. into that condition, anything goes. You know, that's why they get involved in drugs, and that's when they start stealing, uh, raping, murdering, etc. And uh, that's because they've been lied to, so it's not all their fault. Yeah. Okay. No, a big res- uh, the pastors have to take a lot of the responsibility. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're teaching that lie. A lot of them do know better. But they're 501c3 corporations, and they can't tell the truth. Right. Yeah. And you want to, you know, it, it all comes down to money, like yep. everything else. You know, <laughs> the love of money, the root of all evil. We're right. Told that. Yeah. So people will do anything for money. Right. They want to keep the, keep the shekels coming in. And so you teach a message of, of love and tolerance and all this yeah. sugary sweet crap, you know, just so, <laughs> right. to make people feel good so they'll keep right. coming back throwing money in the plate. You don't want to point out what, you know, the different sins that we're capable, are all capable of committing because somebody might be committing them and they might yeah. get offended and then they might not put any money in the collection plate. So. Right, yeah. So it's, it's lack of, uh, you know, faith in your own self that uh, things that get so bad uh, that there's nothing you can do about it to, and that's what drags a lot of people down especially those who get into drugs mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and then i mean that's to talk about low self-image <laughs> yeah, yeah and i think sh- maybe a lot of them start due to peer pressure right know? oh yeah um, they're hanging around others who do that and yeah you know they fit in so they they join in as well so. yep Yep, and, yeah, and especially the music industry, it's, it's full of drugs. I, I don't think there's a, a rock star who hasn't succumbed to alcohol and or, you know, various, you know, cocaine, what have you. So it's a, it's a rough business from that point of view, okay? Yeah. Yeah, and so success in this world is really not worth it. It's just not worth it. So no, be it's patient. Not. Be patient and wait for the kingdom. I mean, you're not going to take anything you have with you anyway in this world. <laughs> right. All, all your toys, all your yeah. new cars and your big houses, you're not taking any of it. That's right. That's right. And you lose, lose a lot of it even before you die. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Oh, man. Yeah. I, I just, well, you have the 27 Club, which is all those rock stars who were murdered uh, around the age of 27 because – the uh, drug, the record company, well, they are drug companies too. The record companies uh, have figured out that uh, if you die, then they still own the rights to all of your music, right? You don't, you don't earn a penny yeah, unless yeah, you're dead. Something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they issue uh, the, the best of uh, Jimi Hendrix or the best of Jim Morrison after they die, right? And they make twice as mm-hmm. much money off of you when you're dead. <laughs> When you were alive, that's the brutality of the Jew-controlled record industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything for money. Yeah, right, right. It's incredible. It's incredible, but yeah. that's reality. You know, the, 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 this world is run by the devil's people. Yeah, right. Yeah. Sure I is. saw something about that though. That's yeah, interesting that you brought that up. I, I about the the Twenty Seven mm-hmm. Club because I saw. I actually watched a video on that. Few months ago on YouTube, I think okay. there was a video yeah. about that. It's so. a brutal business, absolutely brutal. It is, and uh, we're not even talking about you know the, the sexual torture that you know a lot of starlets have to go through before they get on make it to the big screen. It was a Harvey mm-hmm. Harvey Swinstein, <laughs> Harvey yeah. Swinstein and his ilk that uh, on the casting couch you have to go through. It's kind of a gauntlet, right? 
of a mm-hmm. casting couch for, for a pretty young white girl to become a starlet in that industry and, and the music industry too. How many of them are actually Satanists, right? Mm-hmm. They start out, what is Disney, uh, what do they call that? Uh, the, the kids that were, Disney had a show about all these kids dancing. In, yeah, yeah. The, um, I think Britney Mickey Spears. Mickey Mouse, Musketeers, Musketeers. Musketeers, right. yeah. And uh, and that fool of cello, fool of cello, right? And uh, Britney Spears, you know, they all started out as Musketeers, but that was mm-hmm. already, uh, it was a way of, of Jews molesting white girls. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. After, away with it. Yeah, yeah. after the Jews took control. You know, after Walt Disney died and the Jews took control, it, it was a, you know, a cesspool. All right. Hollywood is. Right. Hollywood is. Okay. All right. Um, we're on verse two. And I think what it was referring to here, this mighty and strong one, is uh, the Assyrian army. <clears throat> right. Uh, coming against, uh, against um, Ephraim and Jerusalem. Verse three, the crown of pride, the drunkards of Ephraim shall be trodden under foot, under feet. And the glorious beauty, which is on the head of the fat valley, shall be a fading flower. And as the hasty fruit before the summer, which when he that looks upon it sees, while it is yet in his hand, he eats it up. <clears throat> so it, it's... um. It sits at the head of a fertile valley, but its beauty is going to fade like a flower. And whoever sees it is going to snatch it up as an early fig is quickly picked and eaten. Right. Yeah. All our prosperity is going to go bye-bye. If we don't obey his If on that day shall Yahweh of hosts be for a crown of glory and for a diadem of beauty unto the residue of his people. And for a spirit of judgment to him that sits in judgment and for strength to them that turn the battle to the gate. But they also have erred through wine, and through strong drink are out of the way. The priest and the prophet have erred through strong drink. They are swallowed up of wine. They are out of the way through strong drink. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. And I think it's speaking here of these false priests, not prophets. Yeah, well, <laughs> how many uh, Catholic priests do you know that are actually luscious, right? Alcoholics. Yeah. Okay. So it's not and, just during and, the the, uh, the service that they drink a little bit of wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They drink lots of wine. Okay. You you were brought up in the Catholic Church, weren't you? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Yeah, so you saw all of that. Yeah, Jump. right. First hand. Yeah, I sure did. I never was an altar boy, but, uh, you know, uh, I asked the priest, you know, what kind of wine do you guys drink? He said, well, it's, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember now, but a very sweet wine. Okay. And so uh, it was actually a service in Vietnam where a Catholic priest uh, came out to the field and held the service, which I attended. And so he let me taste the wine. And it was a very sweet, a very strong wine, by the way. Very strong. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Verse 8. For all tables are full of vomit and filthiness, <laughs> so that there is no okay. place clean. Yeah. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts. And what it's basically saying is, who who does Yahweh think we are, and why does He speak to us like this? Are we like little children just recently yeah. weaned? Yep. <laughs> For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little, and there a little. So He tells us everything over and over, one line at a time. And right. it, it, I've noticed that in, in these prophetic books, you know, he tells us over and over again what's going to happen if we don't obey right. and stop worshiping false gods over and over and over. And yet the people just don't get it. 
Right. Verse 11, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. Okay, that's the problem. Well, he's going to have to speak through us through foreign oppressors. That's what right. he's saying here. Well, uh, that too, but uh, also uh, our, we will have a new language, namely English. Mm -hmm. No longer have Hebrew. But uh, yeah, so, so yeah, as we said at the beginning, you know, th these verses are both literal and metaphorical. And, and metaphorical, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. <laughs> yeah, right. And we're still so, not hearing, the vast majority of us. Mm -mm. No. Well, he's supposed to be our rest, but right. don't listen. Verse 13, but the word of Yahweh was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. Oh, boy. Okay. Body of Assyrians and, and whoever. Right. That happened yep. with the Assyrian captivity and the Babylonian captivity. Right. And today we're under the Edomite <laughs> captivity of the International Mystery Babylon bankers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Verse 14. Wherefore... Hear the word of Yahweh, these scornful men that rule this people, which is in Jerusalem, made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us. For we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood we have hid ourselves. Tell Therefore, me lies, tell me sweet little lies. God. Yep. Yeah. Mm hmm. Tell me what I want to hear. Don't tell me what I need to hear. Yeah, tell right. me what I want uh, to hear. Exactly. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a foundation. I lay in Zion for a foundation a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believes shall not make haste. Judgment also will I lay to the line and righteousness to the plummet. And the hail shall be swept, shall sweep away the refuge of lies, and the waters shall overflow the hiding place. And your covenant with death shall be disannulled, oh. and your agreement with hell shall not stand, Amen. when the overflowing scourge shall pass through. Then you shall be trodden down by it. I believe it was so, Isaiah twenty six twenty that warned us uh, if if this overflowing scourge gets too big, hide yourselves, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but nevertheless, be prepared. You got to be a prepper at the same time. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. You and back to say? that day of speaking of uh, of Babylon sweeping right. through. Uh, verse nineteen: From the time that it goes forth, it shall take you. From morning by morning shall it pass over, by day and by night. It shall be a vexation only to understand the report. Mm. So again and again, that flood's going to come, morning after right. morning, day after day, until you're carried away or exiled. Right. Yep. This is the message that's gonna, going to be, to be uh, will bring terror to, to the people, to Israel. Yeah, there will be one more judgment. Of uh, Judgment begins in the house of Yahweh, as Peter yep. said. Okay. And our people are, <laughs> are being judged, and they don't know it. They don't That's know right. that this is like the last trial. Fortunately, it's the last trial of our people and the whole world. The whole world is going to be judged this time. Oh, yeah, it's coming for everybody. Mm -hmm. You just told us that. Right. <clears throat> Verse 20, for the bed is shorter than a man can stretch himself on it, <laughs> and the covering narrow, narrower than he can wrap himself in it. Yeah, so, so the you, bed you've made is too short to lie on, and your blankets are too yeah. narrow to cover you. And your toes are froze. <laughs> your toes are froze. Uh, verse 21, for Yahweh shall rise up as in Mount Perizim. He shall be wroth as in the valley of Gibeon that he may do his work 
his strange work and bring to pass his act, his strange act. Mm. So he's going to do the same thing that he did to the to the Philistines at, at Mount Perizim yeah. and against the Amorites yeah. at Gibeon. And yeah. uh, right. Yeah. Is that yeah. hemorrhoids? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Itching all over. <laughs> I forget what the what the real meaning of that song is. I forget. Anyway, we only have about three, three minutes left. Two minutes, actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Verse 22. Now, therefore, be ye not mockers, lest Ooh. your hands be made strong. For I have heard from Yahweh, God of hosts, a consumption, even determined upon the whole earth. Did you say hands or bands? Lest your bands be made strong. Lest your bands be made strong. Right. Okay. So don't scoff or the punishment will be even greater. You have to be like Houdini to get out of these bands. Yeah. Okay. Give ye ear and hear my voice. Hearken and hear my speech. Listen up. Does the plowman plow all day to sow? Does he open and break the clods of his ground? Does the farmer saying, does the farmer always plow and never sow? Is he forever cultivating the soil and never planting? Verse 25, when he has made plain the face thereof, does he not cast abroad the fitches and scatter the cumin? and cast in the principal wheat and the appointed barley and rye in their place. For his God does instruct him to discretion and does teach him. For the fitches are not threshed with a threshing instrument, neither is a cartwheel turned about upon the cumin. But the fitches are beaten out with a staff and the cumin with a rod. Bread corn is bruised because he will not ever be threshing it nor break it with the wheel of his cart, nor bruise it with his horsemen. This also comes forth from Yahweh of hosts, which is wonderful in counsel and excellent in working. Okay, Fitches is a reference to fennel, which is a very pungent seed. Okay. Yeah. So I wonder wonder if anybody actually grinds it up to make flour. It would be a very pungent flower, wouldn't it? <laughs> All right. Okay. Great job. Great job. And uh, we'll uh, yep. we'll keep continuing. Hopefully, we finish this uh, round of reading the Bible before the Judgment Day. But if, if that occurs before we end, that's fine with me too. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, brother Dan. Take take care, and Yahweh bless everybody. Bye-bye. See you next time. Bye bye. See you later.